It's time once again for another episode of All That's Jazz, the podcast that explores everything in the world of jazz. And here now is your host, Alan Scott. Hello and welcome to another episode of All That's Jazz. In our continuing series of catching up with previous guests, today's episode features a conversation about a newly released album called There's Only One. This project features classics from the Great American Songbook, as well as a trio of original compositions, all performed in a big band and orchestral style, and it showcases the work of my guests today, the multi-talented Jason Spicy G. Goldman and rising star jazz vocalist Leah Booth. Leah, Jason, thank you for joining us on All That's Jazz. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. It's my pleasure, and speaking of pleasure, it is an absolute pleasure to listen to this latest recording called There's Only One. And I would like to talk to you both about the development of that today. And let me start a little bit with you, Jason, and say, you know, most people probably know that professionally you're known as Spicy G., and uh, you're a multi-platinum record producer, a songwriter, composer, arranger, musician, engineer, and on and on. And yeah, I even understand you sweep up at night at the end of uh, the I, sessions. I, I do. I, I will definitely use a broom at the end and just get everything happening over here, cleaning it up. Well, no matter what you do, whether it's with the broom or professionally, it's always a clean sweep. <laughs> Thanks so much, <laughs> And, of course, uh, Jason has been uh, the producer and writer for many of the uh, Michael Buble projects, and uh, that included, I, th I believe, his last four uh, releases or albums. On this particular one, you, you stay right in character, uh, and for the uh, album There's Only One, you produced it, you engineered it, you mixed it, you mastered it, you're a composer on it, and a musician. How do you have time to catch your breath and do all of this? When you put it like that, I mean, it sounds like I did so much on it, but uh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, um, you know, it's just something that I love to do. And, I, you know, I've always been doing it. And I, I remember, you know, the, the composing and arranging aspect has been happening forever. I mean, you know, you go to music school. I went to Berkeley College of Music for my undergrad. And I was in the Thelonious Monk Institute of Jazz. And the composing and arranging has always been there for me, but it was the production, the mixing and mastering stuff that I had to learn because, as you know, it's like to record a record like this that, that Lee and I just did, which is big band, you know, 17 to 18 piece big band with 20 piece orchestra and then Leah doing her layered vocals. I mean, it, it can be quite costly. <laughs> so what I, what I had to learn to do is figure out ways of doing these things myself so that 
I could keep the cost down so that it would be possible. Because, you know, something, normally a project like this would cost, you know, anywhere about 100000 to $200,000. So we're able to keep the cost down because I'm able to do a lot of these things and I've learned how to do them over the years. And that's that's why it's I've been able to do so many of those different things, like mixing and mastering. I, I took a lot of lessons with some great engineers and just so that I was able to to work on something like this that was going to be, you know, we were able to do a project of this type of magnitude. So, Leo, let me ask you, what was it like having Jason reach out to you and say, would you have any interest in being a part of this project? I'm not going to lie. I was nervous and shocked. This is definitely the biggest project that I've ever done. And knowing who Jason's worked with, it's, it's a, you know, it's a potential step up in my career. We'll see what happens. But the potential of the project gave me butterflies. Let's say that. Excitement and nervousness, definitely. But he reached out because a friend of mine, a mutual friend of ours, recommended me to him. And uh, it's like, oh, me? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I would love to. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, That's great. And and I kind of suspected that it was like that. Because I know that Jason doesn't do anything on a whim, and it takes a while to have things cook and come together and gel. And in fact, Jason, correct me if I'm wrong, this thing, there's only one, was sort of like a year and a half to maybe two years in development? Yeah, so after my last EP that, you know, when I came on your show and we talked about it, um, I wanted to continue something similar to that. Um, And the last one I had three vocalists on, and this one I, I was really looking for a vocalist that you know was that could really do the entire album, uh, and it and it's very difficult to find someone, at least in my ear. And Lee and I have talked about this a bunch, but to find someone that's very authentic, but also has this unique spirit and a, a unique magic to what they do, so that it doesn't just sound classic, but it sounds fresh and classic. So it took me like a year to find a vocalist, as Leah mentioned, a friend of ours, Alex Frank, a bass player. I'd been looking for vocalists. I'd been talking to other vocalists about doing it. And, you know, they, some of them could have done a decent job on it, but on like one or two songs. But I was looking for someone that could really, really uh, do a full album and, and we could push each other to, to get further, you know, in the, in the creative process. And when Leah came in, you know, I, I had already had two like demos done. I think it was for uh, Sway and Nature Boy. Mm-hmm. And so I called Leah and she was like, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll come and we'll see if it works. And she came in and like after I heard her voice the, the first time, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the voice for the record. And then to me, it was like, okay, I got to challenge both of us to try to, you know, because she could already do so much uh, vocal styling of the melody that I was like, wow, I really am going to have to spend some time her voice the characteristics and the color of her voice and pushing both of us to the limits as to what we can do. So uh, this sounds like the stuff dreams are made of. And it's instead of borrowing an old phrase, love at first sight, it was love at first sound. What do you think about that, Leah? I mean, for me, it was kind of the same hearing the track and getting to sing on it. So Nature Boy and Sway were the first ones that we did. I was able to maintain the kind of singing that I do authentically i didn't have to change anything about it but the production of the of the tracks themselves was more modern which is a departure from what i do i like pretty much strictly do straight ahead american songbook 
1920s, 1950s, everything in between. So it was kind of like a really cool adventure for me. And I'm really, really happy that I was able to do it. And and I'm sure that that's important for you to have stepped into this role, mainly because this is what you've been doing all along and doing some of the standards and the classics. And uh, I'm sure once your interpretation met Jason's ears and the production of this particular recording, that it, it just made magic happen. And, and I'm I'm curious though, Jason, when you you mentioned uh, Sway and Nature Boy, w- was this sort of the basis to have this thing come together? You know, I had done Sway for for Buble, I don't know, 15 years ago, and I was like, I, I just kept hearing this fresher take on Sway, something that was a little more seductive, something that was just a different take on Sway, and you know, so what I was looking for was just someone who could just bring this intimacy to the track and the, the seductive nature of the track. Sway. noticed also we have uh, a, f- a bunch of actually latin influence tracks uh on the album as well and you know i mentioned it a little bit earlier um is finding someone that could sing a beautiful seductive latin track or something like nature boy which is almost like a movie-ish type soundtrack with this dramatic ballad feel to it there was a boy a very strange enchanted boy They say he wandered very far Very far Over land and sea A little shy And sad A hard swinging big band song like It's All Right With Me, it's very hard to find someone. You can find people that will sing those songs, but to make them their own, it's it's just a different thing. You know, that's why I felt like this works so well because Leah had no reservation. She just she just went for it, which is <laughs> you know, which is again what I pretty much needed. It's like I need someone who's like, hey, I got it. Yeah. There, there was literally no hesitation. I mean she banged these out. We did both those songs the first day, and those I think I don't even. We may have done some small edits, but what you hear on the record is like the first day that we ever met each other. Yeah. Why did it take so long, though, for you, Jason, to find the vocalist? I wanted someone that would be invested in this project and not just be a guest artist on someone's album. And you know, after we did the first two songs, I said, Leah, hey, 
what do you think if we did a full album together? And she she was like, yeah, let, let's do it. I mean, and not only was she just willing to do it, she was willing to experiment with, you know, all the stuff that I was throwing at her. And not everyone is willing to do that, you know? It's, as Leah pointed out before, I mean, it's not just like, hey, we're just swinging, you know, spang a lang. It, right. it, was, it was a lot more production. And I would say, hey, Leah, let's do some layered vocals here. Give me something. <laughs> Go. Yes, <laughs> right, that is Leah, what right? <laughs> <laughs> But I just want, I wanted someone who was invested in the project, who believed in a full concept album. And I, and I think that's what we got. Leah, tell us a little bit about your background and what led to this this collaboration of the two of you working on this project? Well, I am originally from Riverside, California. Did not have any experience with jazz aside from uh, in the household, Nat King Cole and Coltrane. I think I'm pretty sure that was it. But I didn't know what jazz was. Um, when I was in middle school, I had a friend whose older sister sang in a vocal jazz ensemble at Mount Sac, Mount San Antonio College, um, right up the street from Cal Poly Pomona. So we used to go to their concerts and they had two groups. They had the, the top group and the, the intermediate group just below. Um, and I had no experience with jazz, but I wanted to be in that group. I was a choir kid, always in choir, always singing. My parents are both singers. So I knew that when I graduated from high school, I wanted to go and audition for that group. So I did, and I made it, which was astonishing to me because you had to scat in the audition, and I had never scatted before. But the form was a 12-bar blues, and I could hear it well enough, and I had heard scatting, so I was able to just kind of pull it out, um, and it worked, and I made it into the group, and it just kind of went from there. Um, I had a friend, a family friend who's a band leader, Keith Ward, um, and invited me to come and and sing with his band, the Blackwood Jazz Combo, which is like a Benny Goodman style quintet. And I started with one song because I didn't know anything else. When I Fall in Love, that was the very first tune that I ever sang on a gig back in 2011, I think. And it just kind of kept going from there. He kept asking me back and I was a baby jazz singer. Like I didn't, I didn't know anything. I didn't know really how to phrase. I didn't know how to improvise. I was just, I was a baby. Um, so I'm extremely grateful that he allowed me to continue and to, you know, really develop um, because it, it really took off from there. And now I'm doing it full time and it's the only thing that I want to do. So I'm very grateful. And there's obviously more to it, but <laughs> it's a long story. It's yeah. 12 years of a story. <laughs> but along the way, of course, you've had many associations uh, that have developed out of this uh, process that you yeah. had gone through. And you, you worked with uh, people like Arturo Sandoval, yeah. Uh, you also had uh, uh, some work with uh, Jeff Goldblum. Yes. And the Mildred yes. Snitzer Orchestra. Yes, I, I love true. the name of that orchestra. I know. It's, just... <laughs> it's not an orchestra. It's like a quintet. Right. <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, but it's a blast. It's a blast. I'm, I'm very, very grateful for the people that I've been able to work with. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum is really, really fun. Um, and I was actually recommended for that gig by the same mutual friend of me and Jason who recommended me to him, um, uh, Alex Frank, fantastic bass player. So in the development of this project, there's only one. What came first? Was it the vocalist that you found or the assemblage of your musicians? 
it was, you know, like I mentioned, those first two songs. And then after I heard Lee and I had our first session, I started coming up with more tunes that I thought could be really good, you know, after I heard the timbre of her voice and the color. One of the things that I specifically, you know, I, I like to think about the, a concept for a record. The last one was Hypnotized, so I tried to find these sounds that were like very, you know, almost like, uh, I don't want to be, uh, almost not drug, I, I want to say drug-induced, but uh, that was the idea of that. But this one, I, I set out specifically, I was like, okay, I want to do all tunes in minor. So every tune on this record is in minor. Which I, never happens. Never happens. never get an entire record that's all yeah. in minor, which is very, very fun. Yeah, like, I mean, that's that's probably more frequent in pop music than jazz. I mean, there's so many more major tunes in jazz music than minor. But So that was the first thing. And then I wanted to do a lot of Latin influence things because I heard a lot of grooves uh, happening with that. And then after we did our first session, I was like, oh, my God, um, I got to start writing. So I started writing some originals. And I had asked Leah what she thought of certain tunes. Like, hey, how do you feel about doing this tune? You know, she would give me some keys, send me some voice memos back and forth. And I just started writing. I, I had known, I think the third one we may have done was uh, It's All Right With Me. I knew I mm-hmm. wanted to do something that was kind of up-tempo because I, I didn't do that on the last record, really. So I wanted something that was a little quicker, uh, a little more orchestral in nature. So that was the next one that we did. It's the wrong face Well, it's not his face But it's such a charming face That it's all right with me It's the wrong song In the wrong style That's kind of how that re- went. I mean, the musicians I had are the same ones that we did, uh, that I used on the last record. Uh, you know, I play all the saxophones on the record. I have um, a couple of trumpet players, a trombone player, um, drummer, so it's not like a full big band, like as if we were to go into a studio and do it, because again, that would be like $150,000 probably for to do the album. But I have people send me the tracks, I write the charts, I send them out, they send them back, We Leah sings them, then we may need some edits, so we go back and forth, because everyone has decent studios now in their house, so I can get all the parts and everything done relatively quickly, believe it or not. So Leah, as a collaborator now on this album, what about the playlist? Uh, was that something the both of you developed, or was this something Jason had uh, written in stone, already had in place, uh, or how did how did it develop? He he had the ideas for the tunes, but then would ask me what I thought about them. So if there was one that I wasn't comfortable with, then we wouldn't do it. But for the most part, I was totally down to do all the tunes on the record. I mean, it you, you've heard White Rabbit, right? <laughs> That, like, completely left field for me. I had never performed it before. It's totally out of my wheelhouse. But it was so fun. And when you hear the track, it's like, whoa.
trippy tune it just Mm -hmm. it just is a trippy tune uh and that's that was such a fun um challenge for me and i'm i'm singing higher than i usually do on any given gig on that tune so it was a really (laughs) it was it was a great challenge um but i've gotten great feedback on it yeah these are the types of things i was talking about with with leah it's like we were challenging each other like she would sing something and then i would be like oh man maybe i should try something in this range and then i'd be like what do you think and she'd be like well Let's just do it. <laughs> Let's try it. Let's try it. Yeah. So it was it a back out. and forth, but she was always willing to be like, well, let's go for it and see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Well, I like I to try new things. Well, and, and new things indeed, and, and more importantly, surprising things. So you, you, yeah. don't, you don't think you're going to hear White Rabbit on a jazz album per right. se. Right. Uh, but that that's, that's what great. makes it great or, or outstanding because it gets your attention. Put this up against the other tracks that are on uh, this album. Uh, there's only one, and then you, you get this Grace Slick tune, and, and you do it more slick than she does. Hey, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that song in particular, there's so much of um, that went into that one. I mean, it, it was actually that one was a lot of Leah and I layering vocals and being like, Hey, Leah would sing me some lines for through this and right. give me some backgrounds over here. Harmonize this. Right. There's a couple of lines that we kind of inverted. Like there's a, uh, a line that says uh, talking backwards. And she said like backwards talking or backing talkwards, backing talkwards. Right. Yeah. Um, so we were playing around with the idea of the song and the concept of the song. And as you can hear, I mean, it's almost like there's a there's an orchestra, but then there's like the Leah orchestra behind it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is honestly something that I love to do. I love, love singing harmonies. I love doing background vocal work with, with people. Um, I, I mean, like I said, I'm a choir kid. Um, so getting to sing harmony is one of the great joys that I don't get to experience very much right now, especially, be, you know, because I'm a I'm a I'm the front man um, almost all the time. So it was really, really fun to get to do that and to 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 put down what I heard and have mm-hmm. that affirmed. Um, I've always been singing harmony since I was a little kid, so it's it truly is something close to my heart. So I'm really grateful that I was able to do that on this on this record. It's 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 a different project for me. It's really 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 cool. And of course, you have the master of overdub on this recording at your disposal. Uh, and and it works. It, it's just really beautiful. And I, I'll tell you, one of the tunes uh, that that's on there where it starts out is summertime, uh, where there are different elements in there at at the beginning of that song. Which, by the way, that's one of my favorites on this. Ah. That one we went through three or four or five different intros. There was yeah. originally was like an <laughs> instrumental intro, and yeah. then there was like a combination instrumental, and then finally in the end. We're like, let's just use the vocals as the intro because she did so many layers on that one. It, was, it just seemed like, well, we shouldn't get in the way of the vocal. That's 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 kind of number one rule as a ranger, right? Uh, don't get in the way of the vocal. <laughs>
living is easy Fish are jumping And the cotton is high oh, Your dad is right So <laughs> that's how the, the, the intro ended up. Absolutely. And it, and it's great. And it was a great uh, move on your part to do it that way because it, it, it makes that track. I mean, it truly does. But the second one that stands out is yours, Jason, and that's Dance for Life. Mm-hmm. Or Dance for My Life. And yeah. uh, I, I love that song. Tell oh, me about you. that because that's one of three of your compositions. Yeah. So, uh, again, I, I was thinking of the Latin influence that we were trying to infuse into this record. And uh, I was thinking of, I just kept thinking of like, you know, let's get someone, you know, my fictional mind. I'm like, let's get a person who's just singing this record, who's got like all this immense pressure on them to do this like very exotic tango-y type dance. And that was how I originally thought of that tune. And as I started writing the tune, I said, man, I, I would love to use nylon string guitar because we didn't have that on any of the other tracks we on the record as of yet. And I thought, well, let's see if we can kind of mess, mesh a tango with some other types of grooves on there. And from there, I just we just kept building it and building it. And then, you know, we have that big uh, modulation at the end with the, the taiko drums coming in. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I, we always, we kept, when we finished it, Lee and I were like, well, this should be like on a show or something for sure. I've been trying to get it on to Dancing with the Stars uh, to be determined. So hopefully that happens. Uh, what about the other two that are on there, Jason, that are yours? Uh, tell us a little bit about Symptoms. Interesting name, by the way, for a, a jazz tune. Yeah. So, I, I mean, and a, a lot of things, just just as a, a side note, I mean, one of the things that at least we tried to do on this record and I, I tried to do on my previous records, I'm always trying to combine modern pop elements into these jazz recordings uh, of classic tunes. Um, and I, I don't know if refresh is the right word, but something that brings, you know, a different perspective to the song, just like, as you mentioned before, Alan, like on summertime, like trying to give these new, these, these old beautiful songs, just this different take on them. And so it, that's what we kind of infused into most of the record. And that goes to like symptoms and there's only one also, there's only one's a little bit more straightforward swinging, but Symptoms had this groove, um, and you can hear it's actually a backbeaty type groove with a cross stick.
And I wanted to do a ballad that went, that was in minor, that would go back and forth between minor and major in some some way. And I, you know, when I finished writing the tunes, I said, or while I was writing the tunes, I was like, well, what is this? You know, because I wrote the first few lines of the song, and I'm like, well, what am I trying to get at here? And I kept describing these symptoms of almost like being sick, maybe because maybe because it was like during the pandemic. I don't know, subconscious <laughs> mind, right? And then I was like, yeah, but I, it can't be something dark like that, and. So it ended up, you know, the entire thing, you wait for literally the last line of the tune to figure out what it's about, which is the symptoms of falling in love, mm. which uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. And I wanted to make sure there was a positive spin on, on our dire situation at the time. So what about There's Only One, which is the title track? Sure. Um, that one, <laughs> that one's a little bit more about... Um, uh, about finding someone that you're interested in who you know is probably not very good for you, <laughs> right? Um, even though they do these crazy things, there's still only one. There's still the only one that you love. Even though you know you shouldn't do it, you still uh, you still do it. And that one's a little more straight ahead. Uh, I remember when I first showed it to, to Leah, the, I think it was the way you sung it on a voice memo that you had sent back to me. I was like, oh, I like the way she had sung, sung like the first three lines or something. I would send her like, you know, a couple lines at a time and I'd be like, hey, Leah, just sing it. She'd be like, I'm on my way to a gig. And she, <laughs> she would just sing it into her phone and send it back to me like, sorry, this is the best I could do. I'm in my car. And But, you know, it would always be great. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the way I, I got to hear the rest of the song. That's what that one's about. It's just like, you know, falling in love with this this person, but you know, you really shouldn't be with them. But you're like, I don't know what to tell you. They're just the one. Intoxicating. Intoxicating is the word. It, well, and it is. And not only that, but it really is a quintessential jazz story. <laughs> right? It is. Yeah, I didn't think about it. Hey, it, it could be the Cole Porter rubbing off on us. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I, I should, but I shouldn't, but I will exactly. anyway. Exactly. There we are. <laughs> so, what would both of you like the takeaway to be for our listeners of this release? Go ahead, Leah. I think that's a really good question. For okay, for me, I have done straight ahead stuff for my whole career thus far, twelve years, um, and I never thought about doing something that included other styles um, that combined other styles. Um, I never thought that that was a possibility for myself. Um, and so I would, I think that I would like for listeners to really hear that and have it kind of open up their perspectives, um, give you more of an open mindset regarding music and the way that we can combine genres together and make it a new thing. Um, just like Jason was saying earlier, how he wants to, almost like breathe new life into the old standards and and 
come at it from a different perspective um, for people to hear that and say, oh, I didn't know that was possible. That's really cool. What else is possible? And for you, Jason? Uh, you know, just I, I just continue to want to push the boundaries of what we can do with vocals and orchestra and big band. And, you know, I, I try to combine as many things as, as, as I can. You know, it's, it's very difficult. Um, I know it was for, for both of us to, it's always difficult to come up with songs, believe it or not. I mean, there's, there's thousands of songs. I'm always looking for the songs that I feel like match what we're trying to do or if, that we can put our own spin on. And, you know, because there, there was tons of songs that we had listed down. I mean, God, if I showed you the list of songs, you'd be like, oh, my God, how did you choose? But I always, I'm always thinking like, okay, this, is, this has, a, has a concept. So I guess the takeaway is I want people to listen to these songs and hear them and be like, wow, that's a, a very unique and fresh interpretation of that song. And I think I like that more than any of the ones I've heard before. Or I like the sonic palette of the way that they layered vocals and I didn't know that jazz singers that's they could do that like on a tune I, I usually just hear like you know Ella singing a song with the big band behind her but mm -hmm. I, didn't, I never heard Ella layering her voice doing these crazy lines or 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 backbeats happening in these songs so I think that that's really the takeaway for me is that people find it unique and interesting and hopefully we can grab some younger listeners and I feel like people in this music they don't they don't tend to really shift over to like, you know, maybe late 30s, maybe early 40s. But hopefully we can grab some earlier people in their earlier, earlier uh, you know, 30s or late 20s when they're hearing this music and they're like, wow, there's something about it that sounds so familiar and I love the song and why does it sound like I like it? Whereas, mm -hmm. you know, some people, they get this, they hear the term jazz and they're like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh-oh. So let me ask you, moving forward in the future, uh, I know the album is called There's Only One. So in this collaboration, is there only one? Well, we there's nothing in the works yet, but we have talked about potentially not having just one. Definitely. So we will see. So am I letting the cat out of the bag or well, No, we can't we can't give that out of the bag. No, no. Uh, <laughs> of course, I mean it really depends right now is is insanely busy. I think for both of us, Leah is doing a ton of, she, she just released another record earlier. And then okay. now we have this, and we have lots of shows coming up here. And then I'm, I've got like five different projects that I'm writing for and producing for. So it's, it's always tough, but I can, I know usually what I wait for is right around the holiday season because everything usually calms down. And that's when I usually get started with the next project. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not. I know a lot of people tend to chill out more towards the holiday. Mine like ramps up right there. How is it that our listeners can learn more about each of you if you would like to uh, give us uh, those platforms where we can do that? Um, I have a website, leahbooth.com, L-I-A-B-O-O-T-H.com. It has my bio, it's got recordings, it's got videos, it has photos, it has a contact form, a calendar, so you can see where I'm performing next. I also have a pretty comprehensive resume on my Instagram account. Um, it's just, <laughs> and that's what I use it for. It's my resume. Um, it's, uh, it's just my name, Leah Booth, L-I-A-B-O-O-T-H. Um, and Instagram is definitely the way to go over Facebook. Um, it is more updated there, but you know, Facebook works too. And so Jason, for the three people in America that don't know anything about you, how can they learn about that? Um, Similarly, you can go to the website, jasongoldmanmusic.com, 
or my Instagram is at spicy G music S P I C Y G M U S I C or Facebook. Both of them are, are updated. I know, especially for like our music, a lot of people on Facebook are they, they follow me a lot more uh, on Facebook. I'd like to thank both of you sincerely for taking the time to talk with us today. It was great having you as our guests on All That's Jazz, and I'm quite confident that everyone will find it exciting and fun to listen to your new release called There's Only One. Thank you very much for having us. Thanks so much, Alan. It's been wonderful as always. Thanks for listening to this episode of All That's Jazz with Jason Spicy G. Goldman and vocalist Leah Booth. We'd like to thank Ben Sedrin for the use of Mr. P's Shuffle as our theme song. And visit us again next time for another interesting conversation on All That's Jazz. If you liked today's episode, please leave us a five-star rating on the streaming service you use. All That's Jazz is available on every major streaming app, including Podbean, Apple Podcast, and Spotify, as well as Facebook and online at allthatsjazz.net.